The presenting sponsor of Behind the Beak is Down in Front Productions. DIFP is a video production company located in Birmingham, Alabama that strives to provide high-quality video services for your business or event at very competitive prices with a personal approach. They specialize in sporting events, weddings, and business videography, but also provide recording and video editing work for other events such as seminars, commercials, and concerts. Give Dustin and the crew a call at 205-588-0868 or visit them at difpbham.com. That's D-I-F-P-B-H-A-M.com to see how they can help you. Down in Front Productions, the presenting sponsor of Behind the Beat. Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tyler Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. I'm Tyler Brown. Alongside me is my co-host, Avery Davis, and this is episode number 40 of the series. In just a few moments, I'll sit down with football redshirt junior Jeremiah Harris. Safety talks about earning a scholarship after beginning his college career as a walk-on his football influences as a high schooler, and the upcoming season. His interview in just a few moments, but first a few quick items. Last week's guest was softball assistant coach Julie Bolin. She looked back on her career as a Gamecock student athlete, how she was recruited to JSU, and how the softball team is preparing for their upcoming season amid the coronavirus pandemic. To listen to previous episodes, Behind the Beat can be streamed at jsugamecocksports.com slash podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. A reminder that single-game tickets for the Mercer game on October 10th are on sale now. Tickets can be purchased online, by phone, or at the ticket office at Pete Matthews Coliseum with a credit card. Reminder that no cash is being exchanged right now. Sticking with JSU football, the Gamecocks hosted their fourth practice of the fall on Saturday. The team ran between 120 and 130 plays at Burgess Snowfield, and head coach John Gross said he was happy with the squad's performance in the long scrimmage. Jack State has one more scrimmage scheduled before the October 3rd opener at Florida State. Florida State has also announced the game time for the October 3rd opener in Tallahassee. The matchup between the Seminoles and the Gamecocks is set to kick off at 3 p.m. Central Time. And for right now, the TV listing is for ACC Regional Sports Networks. And so whenever we find out which regional network is going to pick that game up, we will let you know and you'll be able to find out on jsugamecocksports.com. And we'll also put it out on all of our social media feeds so that you see it first. In NFL news, former Gamecock Saran Neal of the Buffalo Bills had a tackle on special teams as the Bills went on the road to defeat the Miami Dolphins 31-28. Also announced this week, Troy Main Pope signed with the practice squad of the Los Angeles Chargers. The Atlantic Sun Conference is announcing its all-decade teams for its sports, and two Gamecocks are on two of those teams this week. Former women's tennis star Sally Pearson was a four-time first-team all-conference selection from 2000 to 2003. And women's basketball Shanika Freeman was an A-Sun Freshman of the Year in 2001-2002 before being named the league's Player of the Year the following season. She went on to be named first-team All-OVC as a junior and senior on her way to becoming JSU's Division I scoring leader with 1,954 points. Jack State competed in the A-Sun from 1995 to 2003 upon joining the Division I ranks. 
Prior to its name change, the A-Sun was known as the Trans-American Athletic Conference, the TAC, from 1978 to 2001. The Gamecocks later joined the Ohio Valley Conference in 2003. At the 120th U.S. Open last week, former Gamecock golfer Matt Wallace finished tied 43rd at 15 over, and Danny Willett was plus 10 on cut day. That's everything new happening around athletics, and now it's time for today's featured guest. Jeremiah Harris is a redshirt junior on the Gamecocks football team who began his college career as a walk-on. Now the Shorterville, Alabama native is in a position to be a starting safety for the upcoming season. Harris looks back on his journey to Jacksonville State and those who helped him achieve his goals of playing college football and looks to the upcoming season. Here's this week's guest, Jeremiah Harris. Joined on the podcast this week by Redshirt Junior Safety, Jeremiah Harris. Jeremiah, thanks so much for coming in and taking time to talk to us. No problem. I think it's fitting that football is going to be our first sport that we play this year, and you're our first current student athlete that we've talked to on the podcast uh, this year as well with the new season and all. And leading up to that, how's practice been? Oh, uh, practice has been great. You know, um, defense, we we pre- we pretty stacked this year. You know, we're looking to have a great season. You know, offense coming around, they actually – you know, receivers coming up, they're young, but they they learning now. And Coop, I feel like this is here. So I feel like we're going to have a pretty good season. What was it like when everything first started up? You know, you, you're, you're in camp, and then you have that week of shutdown with whenever we're trying to decide kind of how football is going to be played out if, if we're going to have a season when all that was getting discussed. And then you guys come back, mm-hmm. and like Coach Gross has been talking about after practice, it's – it's been kind of strange because you lose out on spring training, you lose out on a lot of that summer workout, and you're having to pack all of that almost into fall camp, and now you're finally two weeks out and you're kind of getting into that game week type of practice situation. What What's it been like with everything going on? Uh, it was it was kind of difficult. You know, when we first heard about it, we actually everybody, when we first heard about it, it was like, uh, this is not going to be a big deal. We still going to be able to have a spring. But all of a sudden, I forgot what day it was. We had um, Coach Gross called us in the team meeting room and told us that like we had to leave. Like it's like everything is shut down. So it was it was very crazy, and we was out for like three months. So it was very difficult for us, you know, to work out because everywhere you went, everything was shut up, shut down. Like weight rooms around everywhere was shut down. So everybody had to find a way to work out. So it was very difficult. Then we finally came back up here. You know, we we had to try to to catch on, catch up with everything. So now we just been trying to put the pieces together and just and just work our butt off. How did you stay in shape during that time where everything was shut down? Uh, actually, I um, worked out at my old high school. You know, um, at the field, one of my old high school coaches, he um he got like a little shed and he put a whole bunch of weights in us. So like his former like guys that playing college ball can come back and work out. And his players also can go work out. So I went there every day, and I was on the field, got field work. And I also was with a dude that trained me back at home in Dalton. His name is Bernard McGee. He go by dude. So I put in work with him as well. You're from Shorterville, Alabama, southern Alabama. You're from uh, Abbeville High School. Tell me about the town you grew up in, the high school that you went to. What what was it like there growing up? Uh, Shorterville is basically – it's the country part of Abbeville. Mm-hmm. It's on the outskirts. Even though Abbeville is still a, a country town, it's on the outskirts. But I went to school in Abbeville. Um, it's a great town with a whole bunch of athletes came through. You know, I swear, like, majority of them should have been 
in the NFL, the NBA right now, you know, but things happen. But it's a great time to grow up in, you know. It, I, it taught me a lot, and I got a great support system back at home. So I appreciate them a lot, and I love everybody back at home. So whenever everything was kind of happening and you guys were shut down for a while and then you had that week off of no football practice, were you excited whenever they announced the four-game schedule that you were going to get to play some fall ball? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I was I was excited. You know, I, I couldn't – it wouldn't feel right because I've been playing ball all my life. Like, I played – I was a four-star, like, athlete because I played baseball, basketball, ran track, and football. So, I never had a break. So, I was excited because I didn't know what I was going to do, like, just – not playing ball, like I couldn't be just a regular student. It would like it would feel like really weird. So, you knew on the schedule, FIU was going to be one of the games. Uh, North Alabama was going to be the other. What did you think when we added Mercer and Florida State to the mix? Oh, it was very shocking when when I seen Florida State. Um, <laughs> I was on the way to the calf and I seen something sent to my phone and I seen the Florida State symbol. Like I like what? And then I opened it and it like. We got Florida State October the 3rd, and I said, oh, let's go. Let's get it. So <laughs> it was very exciting, so I'm ready for it. How big is it to open it up against an ACC team like Florida State in the first game of the year? Oh, it's very big. Um, A lot, a lot of us guys, we never got like the experience, the chance to play against a big-time program. So it's something we look forward to, you know, and it could help us in the long run as well, you know, playing against an opponent like that. They're a very good team. So we had to just go out there and ball out and play football. Going back to Abbeville High School, like you mentioned, you played baseball, you played basketball, ran track. You were a fantastic athlete, and during that time, you played both quarterback and wide receiver. You led Abbeville to the playoffs in 2016 for the first time since 2012. You were an All-State honorable mention. Mm -hmm. Talk about playing those two positions and kind of what your high school career was like there. Uh, my high school career, Abbeville, it was it was it was pretty good. You know, I wasn't always the best athlete. You know, it was it was guys that were older than me that was there before me. You know, they taught me the the things like Saran and Josh and all of them. They taught me a lot. So I just had to to sit back and just and just put in the work. You know, to, to try to be the best I could be, be the best leader I could be. You know, so Abbeville really humbled me. You know, it helped it helped me became like a better person, a better athlete. So I really appreciate Abbeville a lot. When you came out of high school, you didn't have an offer. You came to Jacksonville State, walked on in 2017, made the team. Tell me about how that went about, how you were able to get in contact with Jacksonville State and go through the whole walk-on process. Um, Actually, Jacksonville actually was recruiting me. Um, Saran told them about me. They came to school. They visited me. They like – they like me. They want me to come up, but my ACT score actually messed me up with a lot of things. So Saran put in the word for me. Then my dad kept calling, and they offered me a preferred walk on. So I came up here and I just did what I had to do. You know, I just I grind every day, every night, and and just handle my business. What did it mean when you finally received a scholarship? It mean a lot. I took a lot of pressure off my mom, my dad's shoulders, and you know, they actually teared up when I told them that I was on full. So it meant a lot. You know, it's it's something that you really can't explain because you it's like you put in so much work to get to that get to that moment. So it's very like word taking. How did you find out you'd gotten a full scholarship? 
first I was on partial. I was on partial like the I wanna say I got on partial like the end of my freshman year. I was on partial since and then coming to my red shirt sophomore year before the season started, Uncle Sid called me to the office. I'm like, Oh man, what I done did <laughs> because it was like right before practice, so I done walked in and I got my pads on and he was like, I wanna tell you that you earned a full scholarship. So my eyes was was very big. I was like, what? <laughs> Say it again. He like, you on full scholarship. Congrats. And I was like, thank you a lot. And I just went outside. The first person I called was my dad. When I called him, like, he couldn't even say nothing. Like, he was speechless. Then I called my mom. She was the same way. So it, it really, really, it really was a great feeling. You're talking about Coach Sigler mm-hmm. calling you to the office and you were afraid that you'd done something wrong. And it's funny that you say that because I asked Coach Cross – at practice just last week, I said, I need something good on Jeremiah. What do you have on him? And he said, you know what? I honestly don't have much. He said, he's a guy that, you know, he's quiet, keeps his head down, does everything he's supposed to do. And he said, I don't really have any stories on him. So <laughs> tell me about kind of how you go through football and everything that you do. Coach Grass said, you know, he's never skipped study hall. He's never done this. He's never done that. He said, he's, he's literally somebody that I never have problems with. So tell me about that discipline and how you kind of go about things uh my mom and my dad they did not play no games with me when <laughs> i was younger um they was very big on yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am they were very big on that and they weren't taking no no type of disrespect for no adult and that took on a big part of my life you know and i've seen a lot in my life so i knew then if you if you treat people with respect they'll give you respect. So it, that's what I always did. And I'm a type of person. I'm very humble, very cool. People like to be around me because I could talk about anything, even though it look like I'm mean or something. People <laughs> like, why you look so mean all the time? I'm like, I'm not mean. It's just it's just my facial expression. Like, I don't talk for real. But I'm a very cool person to get to know and a great friend. You're talking about your ACT score. Uh, how did Jacksonville State give you that opportunity to – get your grades up and obviously to be on a full scholarship you have to have the grades mm-hmm. oh my first act score was not good but i took it again but what helped me was my gpa in high school was really high like i made i had like a 3.7 because mm-hmm. my dad and my mom like again like they were very strict on grades like it was book first ball second it's just the act score was just knocking me back it, it's something about the test i just mm-hmm. i just couldn't get and when I came to Jacksonville, I knew then I wasn't on scholarship or nothing. So I got to pass every class and, and give it my all in every class because I can't let my mom and dad just pay for school and I'm up here playing around and not getting the grades. So that can mess me up. And then it wouldn't look bad. Then it would look bad for me to get on scholarship. I wanted Coach Groff to see that, I act, like, that I'm actually dedicated in the classroom as well. So I did that and my GPA is like a – 3.1, 3.2 right now. When you got to Jacksonville State, your junior season of high school, you had played wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You went back to quarterback as a senior and was fantastic under center. And then when you got to Jacksonville State, you moved to safety. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how big of a switch that was for you and being just the all-around athlete that you are, how did that transition go? Uh, it was it was a, a difficult transition because I was used to having the ball in my hand in high school but I actually played a little bit of defensive back in high school as well because I was like one of the best athletes on the team so my coach like used me sometimes in big moments like in big games so 
when I got to college, I actually thought I was gonna play receiver. So one day I went to a camp with Saran and Coach Kiego came and he introduced us into like high school kids and he was like, This is Jeremiah has freshman corner. I said, Corner. I was looking, I was like, What? <laughs> Cause Coach Lemon hit me up about playing receiver. So when I played corner my freshman year, when I first got here, and then that next year, like the next well, that spring, my freshman year of spring, they moved me to safety. And it wasn't really hard because safety and quarterback really kind of the same because you basically like helping, like putting people in position, you got to know the plays and all this. So it really wasn't no difficult transition from safety. A couple of names that you've thrown out already. You said Saran and Josh, and that's Saran Neal, mm-hmm. who played at Jacksonville State. You were a teammate with him for one year. And then Josh Allen, who went to Kentucky, is now playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You were teammates with him at Abbeville, and obviously – Saran is up in uh, Buffalo with the Bills. Tell me about your relationship with those two guys. Um, Saran is my second cousin. Um, we we grew up with each other, basically. He's come over to my grandma's house all the time. We were younger. We used to be in the backyard. Me, him, my cousins, his brothers, you know, we just play, play ball, just play sports, and just having a good time. And Josh, um, he actually was my receiver, you know, until he moved after his junior year to go to New Jersey. Man, Josh, we, we was pretty cool, you know. He was a, a great guy to get to know. He was very cool, you know. So I really, I really glad that them two was a part of my life. You know, they taught me a lot. And both of those guys in high school were wide receivers mm-hmm. that eventually moved to the defensive side of the ball in college. And so tell me your relationship with them and having them sort of as mentors. How did they help you in your transition from offense to defense? Um... I'm gonna start off with Josh on this one. Um, Josh Ashley, when I think it was his, I want to say his upcoming senior, no, 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 junior year in Kentucky, he came back to Abbeville. He called all the athletes in the cafeteria to come talk to us, and he was just talking. He was like, "You one of the best athletes in the state. Like you could do anything you want to. You put your mind to it and just and just be dedicated and go hard." So when he told me that, I was like, "I gotta take my game up to a whole nother level." And then Saran, Saran just text me all the time. We used to talk all the time. He was like, "You got the tools." Cause he used to watch my 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 highlights from high school. He like, "You got the tools. You 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 got the speed. You got everything. You know, you're a little small, but but you're a dog." So he told me that. And then he like, "You just gotta just gotta play ball. You know you know how to do it." So I did that to their words and look at me now. So I really appreciate them a lot. You got two NFL guys in your phone contact. How often do you talk to those guys? Uh, they very busy. <laughs> Josh, like I talked to him last month. I ain't talked to him since because he's very busy. I don't want to interrupt nothing. Even though he told me to hit him up, mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I'm good. But um, Saran, you know, that's my cousin. So we we talk here and there like maybe every week or two. So we will communicate. Now, your freshman year, 2017, you sat it out as a redshirt. But 2018, you played in 12 of 13 games. And then last year, you played in all 11 games, Mm -hmm. started against Tennessee Tech. Out of those two years, is there a moment that stands out as your favorite? Um, I actually got two moments. Let's hear them. The first one is last year against Eastern Washington. It was crazy. Like, they came out the gate. I'm like, oh, man, we, we really finna have to battle. And then every, I seen everybody in the stands leave. 
So I thought about like how the heat in the Spurs was, mm-hmm. how the, like the fans up the game. They thought the game was over. Then Ray Allen hit the the three point shot. That's how it was for me. I like man, like we really gonna have to go out here and just just play our butt off, and we did. And it came down to it, kickoff. The dude ran across field, and I tackled him, and like. I seen like the whole home side just stand up and got loud. I was like, oh my God, like it's very loud. Like it just put chills in my body. And the second one is when I call the interception against Murray State. It's like, I swear, like I wish you could see from my point of view, like the ball was like literally like moving in slow motion. Like I was dead focused to catch this ball. And I, when I caught it, I just seen the student session. That's always been my goal to run a touch back to the t- touchdown back to the student session. So when I caught it, I like, you got to score. And I cut cross field and DJ Coleman. I had to catch my feet and trip me up and ended my dreams. <laughs> Is there anything better than a home game at Burgess Snowfield? No. Tell me what that's like. Man, I love it. It's, it's nothing like a game day in Jacksonville. You know, the, the fans, they're they very supportive. Like, you go to the store, like, you, you play football. Yeah, I do. Like, how we looking this year? You know, it, it's that type of – vibe that I had back at home, you know. So Jacksonville on the game day is a is a great experience. You know, the student session rocking, the home session is rocking. Like and everybody be amped up, you out there playing and battling with your brothers. It, it's nothing like it. If you were playing football, what sport would you be playing? Basketball. I don't know. Baseball. But I had to choose though, either the to take the football route or the basketball route. But I chose football because I felt like my height was going to mess me up basketball. Out of those three sports, which one's your favorite to watch? Ooh, basketball. Because it's a big difference in sitting there and actually playing a game and then watching a yeah, game. Yeah, I can, I can watch basketball. Baseball, I can't sit down and watch baseball. <laughs> like that's, that's so boring. But when you ask out there playing, though, it's like very intense, very fun. So I actually like watching college sports more than I like watching pro sports. It's something about a college – atmosphere like football college football nothing like it. I remember waking up after a Friday night game just to wake up that Saturday morning watch college game day and then basketball season come around you know March Madness coming up so it's, it's nothing like watching college sports who's gonna win the NBA finals this year Lakers Lakers yeah LeBron go he go take it out should LeBron have won the MVP mm, I think so I think so <laughs> I think everyone's saying that. <laughs> Growing up, who was your favorite athlete? Uh, D-Wade and Cam Newton. I always thought I was going to grow up and be very big like Cam. That was my, my dream, but somehow God just knocked me down a couple <laughs> inches, you know. So, <laughs> so, and D-Wade was my favorite on the basketball court because he was very fast. I'm fast as well, and I kind of like played like him. So that was my one of my favorite athletes on the basketball court. How about being able to watch Saran with Buffalo, Josh with uh, Jaguars. Jaguars, and obviously Josh Pearson down in yeah. Tampa Bay with the Bucks now? Yeah, that's, that's very shocking. Like I actually like was just thinking and talking to my teammates. I'm like, bro, have y'all actually like, thought about it? Like Josh really – Catching passes from Tom Brady, like the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. that played in his league. It was it's very crazy. Saran and Josh, I just look at them like you know regular people. Like there's <laughs> nothing excited about it. I like I actually know these guys. So, does it mean a lot to be able to look at guys like Josh Pearson, Saran Neal, and then of course you had Jalen Hill with the Ravens a few years ago? That if you want to attain that, like it's in reach by going to Jacksonville State. Mm-hmm. 
it's a I I'm pretty sure it's everybody goal to get there. You know, you just gotta put the work in. You know, they tell me all the time, you know, you gotta be different when you go to Jacksonville State because it's a small school. You just gotta go out there and dominate. You gotta put an extra work, you know, you gotta you gotta pray to the man above every night, you know, just just do what you gotta do. You gotta do the extra and, and be different. If the NFL isn't in the future and we hope it is, but if it's not, what are you majoring in and what would you look to get into out uh, of school? Physical ed with health. I'm also going to be doing a little training as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to probably go back home and, and coach, you know, to, to put my people back at home in a better position, you know, help them get out there because it's great athletes. It's just a small town, and people really don't come to small towns at a small school because they feel like small school kids not like not good enough to play Division One ball. So I, I really would like to go home and, and coach back at home and train them and do all those things, you know, because I'm that type of person. I love to give back, and I love to see my people be successful. Is there anyone that you had like that in high school and even at the middle school age that either a coach or a trainer that kind of gave you that inspiration and worked with you? Uh, for real, there's Saran. You know, he the one who helped me get here. That's, and my dad, you know, them them two, they, they helped me a lot to get to Jasper State. Going back to this year, 2020, You've got four games, mm-hmm. one at home against Mercer. How big is that one home game that you have? How it, how amplified is that? It's very big, and it's homecoming. So, you know, the, I don't know how the crowd situation go be, but I'm glad we're having a home game because there's no feeling like playing in Jacksonville State. You know, playing at the pit is no feeling like it. I'm ready to play in front of my fans. You know, my family get to come. You know, so I'm just I'm just ready to play a home game. They haven't announced a spring schedule yet, but when you wrap up against FIU, that'll be the last of October, and then you're going to have a few months off before things get started back up. How do you stay in shape and kind of stay in that mindset between these non-conference games to what's going to be your conference schedule come mm. February? Uh, I basically got to do the same thing I'm doing now. I got to take care of my body, eat healthy, stay hydrated, keep working out, and and keep doing drills on the field, you know, to keep my keep my body in football shape. Try to try my best to keep my body in football shape and, and just take care of myself. For those that don't know, what is it like transitioning from that fall camp schedule to what practice is like the week of a game? Oh man, is I'm sorry, Coach Carlos, but it's it's lovely. <laughs> like fall camp, oh my god, like your body getting banged up, like you practicing every single day, full pads. Transitioning from that to preparing for a game week, it's it's very different because everything kind of slowed down because you're not really going against your teammates now. Well, you're going against your teammates, but mm-hmm. you're going against the scouts and like you going, you playing against like the other team plays. So you basically learning from them instead of like just playing against your, your teammates. I'm sure at this point you're ready to hit someone different. Yes, yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm going to get tired of hitting the red helmet with the white jerseys with red letters. That's where I am. Did it help you guys at all this year with the way practices were staggered from having one of the two-hour-long practices to the next day going just over a little bit of an hour, and then your weight room sessions were kind of broken up, too, Mm -hmm. to where your weight room session would be heavy on one of those light practice days, and then on one of the lighter practice days, that's when you guys got in a good lift. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it helped us out a lot, you know, because we didn't have to practice every day. You know, practicing every day can can really take a toll on your body. You know, with Coach Gavin, um, 
in the weight room, you know, he, he had us doing the right things that we need for our body. You know, like some days we were just going to and do light stuff. Like we wouldn't even lift. Like we would just do like stretches and stuff like to get your body back in, in shape. And then practice, you know, you'll go back out there feeling feeling good and ready to go. And then kind of lastly, just because of everything that's going on right now, what kind of precautions have you guys taken as a team and, you know, from the student-athlete perspective to combat the virus and keep yourself safe? Uh, basically, like Coach Ross said, we try to keep our bubble. You know, we know it's a, a lot going on on our campus. You know, it's a lot of students, you know, from different places. So we really try to stay together as a team. You know, like your roommates, you try to stay with them. Or, you know, your teammates, just be around your teammates and y'all always be together and, and try not to be out with other people and just out and about. Like, you can you can go to Walmart and all this type of stuff, but you can't go to parties, you know. You can't you can't do cra- nothing crazy, you know. So we just we just try to keep that bubble. Well, Jeremiah, I really appreciate you coming in today. Uh, we're really looking forward to the season opener, October 3rd. Getting to see you guys on the field, ready to play. And uh, I know you're looking forward to it, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That'll do it for this week's edition of Behind the Beak. I hope that you and yours are healthy, and I will talk to you again next week. I'll be back Tuesday with a brand-new episode and another guest. So for Avery Davis, I am Tyler Brown saying thank you for listening, and go Gamecocks. This has been Behind the Beak, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Look for new episodes each week or browse the archives on the Apple Podcast app or by visiting jsugamecocksports.com. For more on Jacksonville State Athletics, visit the official website of the Gamecocks, jsugamecocksports.com, and follow JSU on social media by searching at JSU Gamecocks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.